Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. My guest today is Alexis Moore. Alexis reached out to me a few months ago and shared that listening to the Woken Wired podcast offered her a whole new perspective on social media and opened up a world of possibility. And as a result, she grew her account to thousands of people in her community, partnerships with some really big and recognizable brands and so many opportunities on the horizon. Her story and her openness and her generosity in sharing how she has been building her brand in this time is just so inspiring and is a reminder to all of us that we can always start fresh. We can always build something, even when it seems like it's so saturated. It's all myths. It's not true. And if you're called to do something and when you do it from a place of gratitude, it just grows. So who is Alexis? Alexis teaches deep stretching with an emphasis on creating not only a more flexible body, but a more flexible mind that allows you to move through life with less resistance. Her Instagram is stretchwithlex. I'm going to link it in the show notes on wokenwire.com. And her mission is to increase awareness about the power of stretching to revitalize you both mentally and physically. And she's passionate about creating fun, motivating flexibility classes in service of that goal. We talk about building your online community, accessing your body's wisdom, showing up without attachment to the outcome, the power of being present with discomfort, merging strategy and intuition, overcoming the fear of selling, and how investing in courses and working with a coach changed everything for Alexis. See links to everything that we talk about on this episode on WokenWire.com or in the show notes of wherever you're listening to this podcast episode and share a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and your takeaways if you're called and tag at WokenWired and at StretchWithLex on Instagram. Before we jump into this week's episode, I have a quick announcement to share with you. The Conscious Social Media Program is open for the first time in six months. This eight-week method transforms how you translate your medicine into the digital realm, how you create content, the energy with which you show up, and it creates a framework for you to bring together strategy and intuition. Here's the thing, you don't need to know every hack tip and trick for every social media platform to run a successful business. 
Instead, in my experience of building multiple platforms with hundreds of thousands of followers that bring me full-time income, I know that it's all about having the right mindset, energetic intention, and a framework that will hold all of it. And no, I promise I won't tell you to DM strangers on Instagram. It's more about developing magnetism that brings people to you naturally. On Instagram, on TikTok, on any platform, all of these tactics and strategies, they are transferable to all major platforms. Not only that, but I will also share some of my top SEO tips, search engine optimization, And I share how I ranked number one for multiple search terms without hiring experts and how I started monetizing that. If you're ready to take your dreams, passions, and desires and learn how to alchemize them into a tangible online brand so that people can experience your medicine, check out Conscious Social Media Program. This is the last time I'm planning to open it in current format, and it definitely will not be offered at the current price again. If you've been thinking about it for a while, or maybe you're here for the first time, but this idea of merging strategy and intuition with magnetic presence resonates with you, head over to ConsciousSocialMediaMethod.com and get all the details and register for the self-study version of the program and get all the materials right away and start transforming how you show up online once and for all. And instead of comparing how everyone else is, showing up, growing, and monetizing. It's really about finding a way that is aligned for you. And that's going to be unique, and that's going to involve you communicating with your own inner guidance and intuition. And I am honored to provide space and the prompts, visualizations, worksheets, and all the frameworks that you will need for that. Alexis, welcome to Woken Wired. I am so stoked to talk to you about stretching our body, but also through that stretch in your mind and so much more and whatever else is meant to come through as you sit surrounded by your cacti and I sit here surrounded by a fort of pillows in my unplugged sauna. Thank you so much for having me, Ksenia. I am so excited to get into this and just see where this conversation takes us because so my work is hyper-specific teaching flexibility training, but there are so many universal themes that can be discussed through this practice. So I'm so excited to get into this conversation. Amazing. Let's do it. So we connected in December 2020, I guess. You messaged me on Instagram and you said you normally don't message strangers on Instagram, but you were called to reach out. And I so appreciate that you did that. And you talked about listening to the podcast with Boyd, which is number 130, and how that impacted you. And I understand that fully because it changed my life. And I know the lives of everyone who has listened to it. And you share with me something so fascinating how during the quarantine, you have doubled your following. I mean, back then you had already doubled your following and you had all these brands reaching out to you and how in episode 92, when I spoke to creating a new paradigm of how we can work with brands in a way that's more aligned was really something that you were exploring. So in this conversation now, I both want to time travel back to 
what led you here? You know, what exactly did you do to double your following? And how can we demystify this idea that it's too late to get into the game? You can't grow on Instagram anymore. So that's one of the intentions. And then, wow, there's so much. There's like some that I can put into words and some that I can't. So let's just start exactly where where I just started. Yeah, great. So I did reach out to you after listening to Boyd's episode. He and you really discussed a lot about just like following what feels alive. And that really, really spoke to me. And so in terms of, let's see, doubling the following in quarantine, there was really no specific strategy used. What happened was I was teaching my flexibility classes at a studio prior to the shutdown. And then after I wasn't able to do that anymore, I started showing up on Instagram Live to do my classes. And at that time, it was really like just a way to stay connected with people at a time where everything was completely cut off. And I think that like just showing up for the pure sake of like connecting, which is, I think, in its best case scenario, what the purpose of social media like is for. It just allowed for an exchange of energy that was so without like attachment to any sort of outcome. And that, as you speak about also frequently, it just kind of attracts people in a very natural, like non-strategic way. I feel really limited by any sort of language around like, oh, here's what you should do to grow your following. I also really don't feel connected to the idea of growing your following just for the sake of doing so. I do understand that like for some, it might feel that's a pathway to, of course, achieving like brand deals and being able to make content that gets sponsored. But for me, I actually don't really enjoy doing an exchange of content just for the sake of like making money, which sounds crazy. It sounds um, silly, perhaps, but I don't know. I really don't like putting something out that is just for the sake of like putting a product in front of people if it's not something that would be like really natural for me. So, you know, that's why the idea of kind of like growing my following and having people just like reach out for that, it doesn't really feel um, that great for me. Yeah, you're pointing to something so powerful from the idea of just showing up without attachment to the outcome, that in its own is such a powerful mindset to approach it. But what you're also pointing to is just building a following to build a following is completely meaningless and provides no fulfillment in its own. So it's about the meaning and the value that we create and exchange in the process and the presence that we're able to bring in the process. So what has that been like for you and what has um, growing your platform and, you know, doing classes for a revolve, which is a pretty big deal. What has that opened up for you both in this physical realm, but also in some of the unseen experiences, you know, how has that felt and what's that open up in your consciousness and in your emotional body and your spiritual body? (sighs) That's such a great question. I 
let me see, let me sit with that for, for just a moment. Yeah, I feel that in terms of being able to um, partner with Revolve, obviously such a large platform with a few million followers. And at the time when they reached out to me, I had around 3000 followers or so. How did that come about? Will you just like tell us the story so that everyone who's listening, first of all, their mind is blown that you don't need to have millions of followers to be reached out to by such a large brand. But second, also, you know, I know that when we hear someone else doing it and how exactly it came through, it opens up pathways for us all to receive it. So let's just put a bookmark on where we're going. And I would love to hear that story. Yes, absolutely. And I think it really ties back into what you even brought up in terms of me reaching out to you about the podcast episode with Boyd and following what feels alive, because I really started off just doing just that. I was doing the classes on Instagram live because that's what felt like really expansive to me at the time. And just like having people um, who I couldn't even see on the other side of the of the screen, you know, post like, hey, I did this, just post it naturally, right? Just share because that was um, an experience that allowed them to feel like connected with whoever is in their community as well. It's such a natural process. And that felt so amazing. It's not to say that even in the process of doing the Instagram lives, I didn't bump into like multiple (laughs) resistances in that process as well. But we can get into that after we finish this question. Um, So it was really continuing to follow that and continue to show up because that's what really made me feel expanded during that time. And like when I tell you that during that high anxiety time, I was feeling like so uplifted And that's so crazy, right? Because that was such a heavy, heavy time. And I felt so uplifted, Ksenia. I can't, I can't even um, believe that that's what I was able to experience. So I just kept on continuing to show up. And um, during the month of June, when unfortunately, of course, the Black Lives Matter movement was getting amplified due to the the murder of George Floyd. I actually had another fitness influencer who I knew, I should say instructor, and then she's also an influencer who has a large platform. Her name is Lindsay Harrod. She does amazing work. She reached out to me and she actually asked me to advise her about if she should pause her classes that she was doing, like just as of course, woman to woman, and then also as a woman of color, and she's a white woman, then she was looking for some perspective on what would be most useful in that moment. And so we did have a very like productive conversation about my feelings towards that, which I did suggest that pausing doing her lives and allowing the voices of some activists to be activists of color to be amplified would um, really be a show of support that would be meaningful to her community members that are of color and of course in a larger way just human race in general but that was the perspective that I offered at that time anyways we were able to connect in a deeper way through having that Um, conversation, that vulnerable conversation. And we ended up doing an Instagram class together. And I was able to, um, from being shared with her community, I had, of course, a lot more exposure. And I believe that's how Revolve found me because she's worked with them. So I'm guessing that's how it happened. 
And yeah, and then so they reached out to me. And that's how we started working together. So I know that again, like, and you talk about this too, this is like, really just an example of we're not using any sort of like specific strategies here. This is literally like following what feels most expansive moment to moment and allowing whatever comes through as a result of that to come through. And for me, what comes through when it's, when I take the approach of following what feels alive is actually what always comes through is something bigger than what I could imagine and much bigger than what I could imagine when I was trying to think of like the how from point A to point B, because there would be no way for me (laughs) to have thought that when I was doing my classes in my, you know, house in the Valley, um, right when quarantine started, that I would be able to be featured on a platform so large. There's absolutely no way. And there's no way I could have like, and from, from where I was at personally with, without a social media background of any kind and just being a, a instructor doing classes in a studio, I couldn't have thought my way from, you know, where I was to that end point. I mean, what else is there to say, right? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's that. It's, yes, understanding some basic principles and showing up even through resistance, but also it's trusting that there's a plan way bigger than anything we could have dreamed up or thought or planned. There's always things that work in the background, connecting the dots and putting us at the right place at the right time. We just need to be open to hearing it. Oh my gosh, exactly. I mean, like you said, it's exactly it's exactly that. So as someone who teaches flexibility and helps people stretch their mind and body, how do you know when something feels alive and resonant? How do you get those downloads and that guidance? For sure. So for me, it really is tuning into my body and literally uh, being able to feel into what makes me feel excited or what makes me feel like contracted and shut down. And so I think that I'm someone who, because having a background as a gymnast and being so in tune with my body, um, it's kind of natural for me to really be sensitive to what makes me feel like expansive and excited and what makes me feel kind of uh, shut down or contracted. And so I find that flexibility training because of how much you are like called into sitting with the intense like sensations that come with stretching, it allows you to really become sensitized to your body and what it's feeling in response to certain opportunities, certain interactions, certain people. And I'll say this, which is that before I even started teaching, I was on a path working in healthcare and I thought I was going to do nursing. And so in this period of my life, I was working different jobs. I worked in a rehab center for teenagers. I worked in a hospital and I was planning to go back to school to go to grad school. And I was taking the jobs that I was taking in part just to get experience in order to go back to school. And I actually 
had a really big turning point when I didn't get into the programs I had applied to for grad school. And it was a big turning point for me because I realized that the work I was doing at the time when I was working in the hospital specifically, I was like, I just got like a full body knowing of like, whoa, you were only doing this job because you were hoping to get experience so that you could get into grad school. And now that you're not getting into grad school, how does it make you feel to have this job in six months? And it's just like full body, like absolute no for me. And so that big, it's like those messages I feel provide you with your roadmap in life, or I should say that's how I experience it. And so that is what I believe is possible for people to experience through getting more in tune with their bodies if they're willing to tune in and listen to when something you can think about yourself like doing what you're currently doing in six months and it's like oh yeah like I'm excited I'm into this great we're on the path that we want to be on if we tune in and we think about where if we're in six months doing exactly what we're doing now and it's like misery it's like I'm feeling depressed I'm feeling anxious like to me as hard as it may be to let go of the path that you're currently on it's like kind of life that's so intense for me to say it like this but I was going to say it's so it's like almost life or death because as terrifying as it might feel to leave whatever structure that you currently have it's if you're going to think about still doing what you're doing in 6 months and it makes you feel that like unexcited then it's like I feel that diving into the unknown as scary as that is, is less scary than a certainty that you're not going to really have the joy that you deserve. Or I guess you're on a certain path to not having that as opposed to at least if we go into the unknown, there's possibilities. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, when you said life or death, what I'm hearing is it doesn't necessarily mean literal life or death, but it means life of the potential of who you are and that sense of feeling aliveness every day, even if at least for a moment, versus just feeling like you're going through life without any aliveness on the inside. And it's such a powerful invitation that you brought in. You know, think about, okay, if I could keep doing exactly what I'm doing, where will that lead me in six months? And one of the exercises I love doing before I got married last month I was so torn where I wanted to get married and we only decided like a month before the wedding, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> been engaged for a while, but it was a very last minute wedding decision. It just felt right to energetically do that next move. And I sat with the possibilities and I would close my eyes and I would imagine different scenarios of, you know, one scenario was we're doing it on our property and we're going to rent some alpacas if the alpacas agree to be here with us. And another possibility was to go to the healing lands of Londolozi in South Africa. And I just allow myself to imagine each scenario and imagine tapping into each of the five senses in each scenario one by one and just see what unfolds and how that feels in my body. And that's been such a powerful way to make decisions instead of a place of okay, let me sit down and take a notebook out and let, write the pros and cons. Well, that doesn't capture any of the possibilities that we don't know about. 
but our body on the opposite it somehow has the capacity to guide us and lead us even when our brain hasn't caught up yet so what you're talking about and the work that you do with the body all of that is stretching those pathways and opening up our receptivity to being present to that wisdom which it's not about just receiving that wisdom but it's also about the courage to follow through and for you i can only imagine how big of a leap that was to shift your career path so drastically oh my gosh well first of all congratulations on getting married and i'm so happy that you ended up taking the trip to the uh, to south africa because when i tell you i watched that video of that little baby elephant on your story like over and over i watched that video over and over it was there was something so sweet in that moment that you shared I was delighted by that. Um, and yes, to your question, absolutely. I can't even explain. Like, when I decided to make that pivot, I mean, it was such deep and intense uncertainty that I was experiencing um, by taking that pivot. And I actually pivoted to kind of pursue some more like creative endeavors. And I didn't even know what those were going to look like. So you can imagine how big of a question mark it was to even <laughs> like forge out on this new path. But there's something that was just really deep in me that mm, kept on at least drawing me to the content that helped me understand that I really wasn't meant to know the how of being able to, I guess, find a new path that would lead me to the outcome of being like financially stable and like excited by what I was doing. I had to be learn to be okay with literally not knowing what it was going to look like, what the form was going to look like. And I also had to, I guess what grounded me, if I can even call myself grounded at all during that time was just returning to like, I'm not meant to know right now. I'm not meant to know right now. And um, I was carried through, again, just by the sense of aliveness that I got from the possibilities that opened up by me no longer being on the path that I was on. And it's like, every time I checked back in, it's like, oh man, I'm feeling high anxiety. I'm feeling high uncertainty of like, not knowing how I'm going to make a new career path. You know, that was really important to me, really, really important to me. And um, <laughs> I mean, I would have loved at that time for to get any message that was like, it's, you know, what? hey, let's just go back to what you were doing. I had some structure. And every time that I even thought about that, it was like, nope, it was like, just automatically like, nope. And I was like, oh, really? All right, I guess I have to keep on like wading through the darkness right now for however long until I start to find the light. But um, I mean, it's been at the same time, like life-saving to have done that. It's such a powerful message to anyone listening that if there's something in your life, whether that's your personal life and your relationship, something in your career path, or maybe just one of the things that you do within your business, if one of those isn't feeling fully alive and aligned, it's time to let it go. And really, you know, you speak so beautifully, Alexis, to that 
void and being in that void. And instead of avoiding the inquiry of, you know, what am I meant to know, like reveal the path, reveal yourself to me, where's the light? What if we're just meant to be in the darkness for a little bit and in the void and within that, be in that pure potentiality of all the timelines that are possible? Yes. And I know that, again, I mentioned at the beginning about how flexibility training is so like hyper-specific, but through it, I've really learned universal themes in life. And when I say that I've learned about how to manage through uncertainties, through flexibility training, I mean, I can't believe, (laughs) I can't believe that flexibility training has allowed me to kind of experience how to manage these like deep uncertainties, but it really truly has because it has allowed me and it took me a long time to bring language to this, but it has allowed me to understand how to really sit with discomfort and allow myself to soften into the sensations that come along with it. And rather than really resisting them because you can't resist the sensations that come with the flexibility training. You just have to let them be. And once you soften into them, it's expansion that's on the other side of that. And it's really the same in what we're talking about right now, Ksenia. It's like the only way to allow yourself to move through the discomfort that comes with these like in- intense uncertainties on this on these pathways that we're on. It's really just like softening into them, letting them be, understanding that they're part of the process, like not making them more of a problem. And on the other side of that, we experience the expansion, but we can't go around the discomfort. There's really no way for us to avoid it. And as long as we're making it a huge problem, we're constantly avoiding it, right? So it's only after we're able to soften into them that we can slowly learn actually, I not only can survive this, but now I'm starting to see on the other side, oh, okay, cool. I did get a little bit, I I did get a little bit further. um, And whether we're talking about, I got a little deeper into my stretch or I got, I was able to spend another day trusting that I was going to find a way to, you know, pay my rent, even though um, I don't necessarily have income coming in from my like new business that I'm trying. And then, you know, something pops up, whatever client pops up. It's like, only by allowing yourself to sit through that um, uncertainty, and see what came on the other side, can you start to build up a little bit, little by little, like the ability to stay in that discomfort a little longer, right? Because you start to understand, oh, this is just a feeling. And as I allow myself to go through it and come out the other side, and I repeat that over and over, now I'm building more confidence in myself that this decision wasn't as crazy as it might seem on the surface. Um, So yes, let me pause there because that was a lot. (laughs) It's interesting how what you're speaking to is the same within our bodies, the same with our minds. Also, it's the same within nature. I have daffodils, you know, blossoming in the backyard right now. And I could sit there in front of the closed, what do you call them, before the flower blossoms? Mm, the bud. The buds, yes. I could sit there, you know, with the buds and be like, come on, open up. 
come on, I want to see you. But is that going to work? No. It just, I keep checking. I keep living my life. And when it's time and they have the proper soil and the rain, they will open up and blossom. And it's the same with us. It's this trust in divine timing and everything aligns exactly as it should, even the hard things. And, you know, with the business we're talking about, anything, well, any business nowadays involves online presence as an access to amplifying the impact and connecting with more people and just growing the medicine of what you're meant to bring. And there's so many ways to do it. There's so many different possible monetization streams, how you can spend your time, you know, creating online courses, doing one-on-ones, doing group programs, doing affiliate marketing, blogging, being an influencer, working with brands, being an ambassador, being a model. It's just limitless. And I think it's easy to get lost in, in the possibilities, but in reality, you know, the path unfolds for us exactly right. So I'm curious at this point for you, how has it unfolded and what are, what does your business look like now and what are the revenue streams and where, what are you creating the space for and what kind of opportunities are you making the space for? Yes. Well, thank you so much for asking me that. So initially I, back in July, um, moved off of doing Instagram live classes. And I was like, you know what, I really want to get serious about doing this work I as a business. And so initially, I was like, okay, I'm going to start off just doing paid Zoom classes. And I saw a lot of other instructors kind of taking that format as well. So I was like, okay, let's do this. And that was going well for a while. And how exactly did you do it via Zoom or was there a special platform? So I was doing it via Zoom and then I started using a platform um, called Sutra that has software for fitness instructors. And over time, I slowly was starting to have some participation dwindle. I was... um, finding myself having to constantly promote. I was kind of like building my email list newly. um, And I was starting to get fatigued on promoting constantly like on Instagram stories and having to feel so tied to doing that. Otherwise people like wouldn't show up to classes. And it was really uh, a recipe for burnout. I was also doing private classes at that time as well. And so I would say that around... October, November, I was really starting to get discouraged. And I do have, I do have a, um, a coach that I work with as well, which is extremely important for me in this process. And so I was on a call with him and I was literally like, oh my gosh, you know, people aren't showing up to these Zoom workouts. Like, what am I going to do? I'm so discouraged, um, essentially, that I was really, you know, feeling like, oh, maybe I'm just like not good at this. And I kept on you know, turning it on to myself that the problem was with how I was maybe doing doing the work and if I was good enough or not. And what he, my coach, whose name is um, Igor Hiller, he's amazing. What he helped me or helped nudge me towards is like, you know, well, have you really tried everything? You know, at that point, I had to kind of come to terms with the business model that I was doing at that time really wasn't a good fit for me in terms of having people kind of show up to just one-off Zoom classes. I was also doing an outdoor class in LA at the time too. So I decided to pivot 
And the pivot I decided to take was I wanted to create a like online course essentially for stretching or a challenge format that would have more of a community around it. And so then I started pivoting to try to figure out how I would do that. But it seemed kind of like a heavy lift for where I was at in my business at the time. And um, what I ended up landing on was deciding to make a guide that was a series of PDFs that had a video library that would be linked to the PDFs to um, link to a series of flexibility classes that are hosted on my website that are all pre-recorded. And so that was, and, and that format of my work is actually a digital product. So that's what I started creating in January. And I just finished creating that um, towards the end of March. And uh, that's now available. It's called Releasing Resistance. And so now where I'm at is I have the revenue stream of the digital product. I also have the revenue stream of continuing to do my private classes. And what I have found is, like you said, there's so many options. And what has been really important for me is just focus on one at a time. It's like, you've said this so many times, it's like, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And back when I was doing the Zoom workouts, I was trying to promote the Zoom classes, my outdoor class, I was trying to promote private classes, I was having my energy and spread in so many different directions. And instead, just focusing on taking the next step of something I can do right now has been felt has felt very supportive. And now having a digital product that has created a stream of income. Now I feel I can focus on creating a group program next. I can focus on also doing something I really enjoy, which is just creating content that allows people to experience the work. And if they want to go deeper and go ahead with the guide, amazing. But I really feel supported by this kind of natural process of people experiencing your work. And then if they want to go deeper, then that invitation is there. And there's a very natural way for them to access how to go deeper. I feel very expanded by that as opposed to kind of traditional marketing in terms of, mm, let's see, like you need to follow these formulas so that people will purchase your thing. I just, I feel, <laughs> it feels kind of restricted to me. And whenever I try to sit down to <sighs> create content that is specifically like, I'm trying to sell this, it just doesn't work for me. I'm so with you. You know, I am always thinking and speaking to this idea that it helps to know what's possible in terms of marketing tools and how we can improve our storytelling and optimize our email lists. Mm -hmm. Some of these things can turn around our business. You know, I had an experience last year where I wasn't utilizing my breakfast criminals email list. And then I decided to partner up with someone who mentored me in doing this three day uh, sale on my heart bowls. And within three days, I sold more than I had sold in the past mm -hmm. 12 months. So I know that those things work. And I also sometimes have resistance to just, you know, doing it the way that someone has already laid out there for me. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I do like to push myself a little bit out of my comfort zone of what's natural and easy. And at the same time, before I begin anything, I always want to create the invitation of how can there be ease 
in me creating this? How can there be joy? I think even when we take things from the marketing and business world that don't seem aligned, if we truly give them space to reshape themselves to our natural abilities and where our aliveness and energy flows, that's how we create totally new blueprints for successful businesses. And it's exactly for that reason why a lot of us feel repelled by traditional marketing is because no one has done it the way that you uniquely have done it. Everyone listening has uniquely uh, is meant to do it because we're creating a totally new way where old rules just don't apply. Yes. And actually, you know what, Ksenia, I was so focused on the story. I actually skipped over some of the just smart business strategies that I did get to kind of implement over the course of this time. I would love to hear it. And I would also love to hear what have you learned so far from launching those digital products. So let's get into the juicy part. Yes. And and so I would say that now with having implemented some of these strategies that I have kind of been able to you be, still be led by my intuition, but also gain some create some structure through which to plug in that intuition that has allowed me to now I feel like be in a place where I can naturally share and that sharing will still allow people to have a pathway where they can go deeper with me, where I can still um, make money. Because when I was doing the, you know, like Instagram stories was my only method of promotion. And like I said, I was feeling so drained. I turned to looking for how I could kind of build my email list. And I was also having a lot of trouble at that time because I was trying to send out newsletters every week. And I still felt weird about like promoting every single week on my in my newsletter. Um, and I was able to get connected. Actually, it was through um, Michelle Pellitzone, who you've spoken to on this podcast. She has a course called Email List Magic. And from taking that free course, I was able to create a Monday to Sunday stretch plan, which is a free resource that people can um, download and start or can access little short stretching videos uh, that they can use kind of whenever they would like to. And so creating that little PDF that's really easy to download allows people to start experiencing my work and it sends them a nurture sequence so they can get more introduced to like what I do. So it feels extremely supportive to know I created something and it's out there and people can start getting like introduced to what I do without me having to be present. And so that has worked really well for building my email list. And then in terms of launching the digital product, I did actually take another course that helped me to do that. And um, one of the huge things from that course was creating a sales page. And I mean, from talking to you, I'm sure that you can relate to just like the idea of even saying sales page. It's like, ah, selling, it's a little bit, um, it's, it's, there's a weird connection between creating something that's supposed to help people and then trying to like sell it. It, it kind of, there's can be some resistance there. But when I created that sales page, it actually helped me get, identify so much more clearly, like, and bring so much more language to what can actually, what about the work I do can actually 
kind of help people and what they can expect to experience through it. Creating that sales page helps me bring so much language around that that was so, so useful that has made it so much easier for me to create content um, since then. Would you be open to sharing what the course is or it doesn't feel aligned? Oh, to share what the course is? Oh yeah, of course, of course. It's a live launch academy by um, Shannon Lutz. Who was also a guest on Welcome Wired. And actually that is how I found you, Ksenia, I believe was from listening to that episode. (laughs) Oh, wow. So did you find Shannon first or me? You know, I can't remember. I really can't remember. But um, that was how I got introduced to you. And so now I can have my lead magnet that does have a funnel to my um, paid offering. And that I feel allows me to now create content more freely that goes back to, again, being able to kind of show up and share without like an attachment to the outcome. Because now when I share, people can experience what I do, what I teach. They can have a free resource that they can go a little deeper with. And then if they'd like to, they can go even deeper with a paid offering. But all of that takes the weight off my shoulders of having to worry about if people coming through my profile will actually be able to work with me. It's a much more useful way to like meaningfully start to interact with people who come through my profile because they have ways they can start to engage on their own versus me have to worry about constantly like creating and constantly trying to promote, if that makes sense. Totally. First of all, I'm going to link to all the resources that we're mentioning here because there's some real gold and magic. And, you know, what you're speaking to is exactly this combination of strategy and intuition. It's, yes, it's awesome to be able to wake up every morning and just feel into what feels expansive and how you want to show up and what you want to share. But at the end of the day, if you do want to have some money in the bank, uh, you know, and if you want to run a business, it actually needs to have a profit to qualify to be a business ultimately. Then we've got to create those ways for people to pay us money and what you're pointing to, you know, about feeling weird about doing sales while offering a value that is healing to people. I think those are like old stories that we all, this mm-hmm. n- new generation of entrepreneurs and healers and artists, we're here to resolve those stories. And we got to remember that if someone signed up for our email list or lands on our page, they want to buy from us. So why would we rob them the opportunity to experience our work in a deeper way because of our limiting beliefs and stories, you know? And uh, that's something that I've been learning from my husband, Eric, because he's a brilliant master sales coach and he has reframed so many of those stories to me. You know, if someone ends up on my sales page and all they do is, you know, think, oh, this is salesy. Well, that's none of my business and that wasn't meant to be for them. But, you know, most of the people are going to end up there and see something for themselves that becomes possible. And if they're meant to sign up, they will trust it and they will sign up. And, you know, I think in the new paradigm of sales, there is more ease and flow, but there's also that ownership of I acted on that intuitive guidance. I quit my career as a nurse And I bet on myself. I invested in a course. I invested in a coach. I paid money for those things. And now I have made it easy for other people to experience the magic of the work that I've created. So of course you're going to charge for that. You know, you're offering something. Exchange of value is what 
invites exchange of money as well. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, at the way back when I was even talking about trying to build the email list and feeling weird about promoting on my email list at first, I had to, or what really helped me was a book called Overcoming Under Earning that helps you kind of work through some of your beliefs around money. I didn't even think I had, you know, beliefs around money. So that was a really important starting place for one. And then two, I feel very like expanded in terms of quote unquote selling in a way that I have experienced it from others and ended up being so grateful that they created a pathway for me to purchase what they offer. Because, and I would say this, like that you're included in this casino where it's like someone is allowing you to experience so much what of what they do like for free just out of the desire to really like uplift the collective like hey these are things that um i want people to experience because it's going to help them in some way and allowing people to experience what you have to share And then realize, like, have that realization of like, oh my gosh, this is so helpful for me. Of course, I want to go deeper with this. Oh, great. You have a way for me to do that and keep like working with you. I'm, I I can tell you, and like, I hope, I'm sure you can, you know, hear from my story that I shared earlier. Like, I have, have not been someone that just has a whole lot of like disposable income to play with. And I can't tell you how happy I was to spend, you know, $1,200 on Shannon's course, or $700 on one of Michelle Pellitzone's courses. And if I had, you know, I I can fully and wholeheartedly say that, you know, when I can um, have the opportunity to participate in your mastermind, I would 100% do it. And I'd be so excited to make that investment, you know, so I just know it's possible for people to be so grateful that you presented to them a way for them to pay you and go deeper to get more of what they're interested in and excited about. Like that feels amazing to me. And I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to do business. Now that I think about it like that, I'm like, yes, this is like something that I did not know was possible. I never would have gone into business because I thought it was all about trying to convince people they need something and to buy it and separate it from their money. And of course, when you're thinking about like about it like that, and you're sitting here doing work that you want to help people, that feels, if you have that belief about business, it's going to be really hard to do business. So it you know. sounds like you're levitating. You're like <laughs> really owning it. You just so powerfully reframed the, yeah. you know, the paradigm of business and making money. And Michelle Sinet in episode 145 speaks to this so simply and so beautifully how business comes either from the energy of getting, you know, energy of get and get, 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 or it comes from the energy of allowing yourself to be a conduit for source to just channel whatever is meant to come through you. And that's exactly what you're speaking to. And ultimately, when we just allow ourselves to be those conduits, then it's okay to lose the marketing principles and the business principles that don't serve us and are not aligned. But also it's okay to see what does serve us and what strategies and business practices, existing ones on top of our, you know, channeled wisdom can actually amplify and uplift. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's, 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 it's exactly what you said, because even when I'm sharing on my page about like, 
the flexibility training and the intention behind it to help people create greater mind and body flexibility. Like my number one interest for people who come through the page is hopefully to, you know, simply be guided towards using their body as a pathway to creating a more conscious mind that I've creating greater consciousness as a collective is so important to me. Like, I don't care if the vast majority of people who come through my profile don't purchase anything from me because it's so much more important to me that just like, (laughs) as a collective, we are able to increasingly like gain self awareness, gain more self acceptance, gain more self love, like that is such so important, like first and foremost, that if my work can help them get closer to that, even if they never purchase anything from me, I'm so happy for that. Because literally, when we're talking about social media, and we're again, we're focusing on these numbers and growing our following, it's like, these numbers on a screen of, you know, I whatever the number of your following is, however many thousands of people like, you think about how few people you really need to, you know, purchase one of your offerings in order to make like a good living. It's really, and of course, this depends on you can have different um, uh, tiers of pricing for different offerings, of course. But you know, it's really not (laughs) that many people that might really enjoy what you do and want to keep working with you for a long time that um, you need to support yourself and to be really well resourced. So that's why for me, like that's the intention with social media first and foremost. And I'm just grateful to have a place to like share and talk about these, you know, things that I've experienced like on my life journey and share about what has helped me. I'm grateful to have a place to do that. And if it can help anyone who comes across it, like get a little tiny ounce of like new perspective in their own life and experience like a little bit more ease for themselves. Like that's what is most important to me. And I'm just great. I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful that like the, these platforms exist so we can do that. Like I just, it, it really, um, you know, I'm at a loss for words for the amount of power that that has to like shift the collective consciousness. And that right there is exactly the answer to the question of how you did blow up on social media and get all these opportunities is because of coming from that place of wanting to offer transformation and expansion. And also just the amount of the times you said grateful in this last hour is probably like at least 15. It's definitely the the most that's been said in one podcast interview ever. (laughs) And that in itself is just such a potent place to build anything. And I really want to acknowledge that. Wow. Wow. That's a, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for that um, acknowledgement. I think that that's just such a deep feeling for me because I constantly come back to, again, what we were even talking about at the beginning of this podcast, where it's like, if I'm looking at my life in six months and I'm feeling so like constricted by it, by the way, I know the consequence, the long-term consequences of that. Like it's not, it, 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 it reinforces the like status quo that we've been experiencing as a society for, you know, as long as we've been around, which is, you know, so much mental health issues. And it really 
that feeling of of being stuck and not having options and being stuck in what you're doing, even though it feels so limiting and like shut down and unhealthy for you as a soul, like the consequences of that are so severe. And I've experienced them myself, you know, I've experienced when I was working at the hospital and feeling so scattered, like my energy had no, it had no channel to go through to allow me to really express myself in the way I needed to express myself. And I felt so scattered. I felt so anxious all the time. Like I, you know, I was so tired. Like I couldn't even stay awake, you know? So when I, when I think about that, and now I think about like having a place to be able to like speak and share and express myself in this like super expansive way, it just makes me feel like emotional um, because I do have so much gratitude for that. Because it is really like, to me, again, it's like, it goes back to like a life or death, like feeling for me. Coming full circle here, you know, we've been moving so much without words. And I'm curious, is there any stretch that you can offer everyone listening via audio to drop back into our bodies before we wrap the conversation? Mm, a stretch to drop back into our bodies. Yeah. So I would have everyone, if you're not driving and if you're at home, or maybe you can put a pin in this for later, super simple. I would stand up on your two feet, feet just shoulder width apart. Take a deep inhale, lift your arms up to your ears, bring your biceps really to your ears, but drop your shoulders down away from your ears. And you fold forward, hinging at the waist. Try not to round too much through your spine, allow your hands to kind of wrap around the back of the legs and just let your head and shoulders hang really nice and heavy. Take a deep breath in, really fill up your chest all the way. You can hold that breath on top for a moment or two and then just pushing all of the air out of your lungs and let your body be completely relaxed. You can do some light bounces. You can Kind of bring the shoulders away from the legs and then draw the heart in closer to the legs once again and kind of repeat that to find the kind of deepest incline and, and then back off and just really focusing on the sensations that come up for you as you do really softening into them again just allowing your body to kind of completely relax in the presence of those sensations and then when you're ready just bring it back up and shake it off. So again, you know, pretty simple. As long as we can allow ourselves to access a point in one of these stretching exercises where we are really present with the sensations that are coming up, we automatically and naturally kind of get pulled back into presence. We get um, pulled out of brooding about the past and like tripping about the future. And we are able to really arrive back in the here and now, the longer that we focus on those sensations, it really allows us to kind of cleanse our palate because we do get like a mental break from those circulating thoughts and feeling like we're pulled in so many directions. We're really able to take a pause from that, a break from that in a way that we don't have to try, right? We don't have to try. It just naturally happens once we get really present with the sensations that are coming up in the moment. And um, I think that holding on to that or getting present with that physiological 
state of what presence feels like, we're able to return to that as we move through the rest of our day. And I think that there is just so much power in that simple ability to kind of return to presence. And I believe flexibility training really helps with that. So yes, I... So beautiful to experience you in your gift. And it was a very powerful movement, like a movie meditation, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I know that we're um, wrapping up, but that it really is kind of what it can come down to because... I know that meditation can be so challenging because when we're sitting in silence and we are, you know, getting, we get present with whatever our thoughts are or trying to clear our mind, it can be really hard to try to clear your mind, right? And we all have experienced that. But um, when we engage in practices that really pull us back into our body, we are able to kind of naturally allow the thoughts to take the back seat because sensation automatically takes the front seat. And it allows us to have those moments of experiencing presence without having to having to try as hard. And of course, I think there's power. And then um, going and sitting in meditation without maybe going through the physical work. But I will say that for me, personally, I've experienced that going into meditation is actually a lot easier after having the repeated experiences of being pulled into presence via the physical work. And it can be so simple, you know, just that one stretch got me so, I mean, as much as I could do it sitting in the corner (laughs) of my unplugged sauna, (laughs) Um, just doing it as much as I could really expanding my breath and getting presence in my body made such a difference. So thank you for that. And I know it's, I've got to let you go, but and I could ask you so many more questions, but um, if that's okay with you, I just have one and a half more. <laughs> please, please. Okay. So the question has to do with, you mentioned working with a coach. And I'm curious, at what point did you decide to work with a coach? How did you choose the right one? And what impact has that had on you? Because I'm sure that there's people listening that have been working with coaches and that's been game changing. There's people who tend to, you know, do online courses or buy online programs and do them themselves and have not experienced a coach. So I'm curious with where you are, what role has that played for you? Oh my gosh, huge, huge. I was always resistant to spending money on investment on, you know, investments. Um, of that nature, because of course, I'm like, ah, let me just try to do it myself. And let's see if I can identify one of the biggest ways that that investment has been returned to me. It's like, has helped me gain so much clarity. I'm not a naturally very structured person. And at the same time, I really like crave the creation of structure and especially in business it's really helpful to have, of course, a structure that allows you to go and create new offerings and so on and so forth. Having a coach has been enormous. The reason that I identified that I really needed one or, or decided to start with one was because actually, again, my friend Igor Hiller, who is my coach, he was 
just kind of starting off on his life coaching journey. And I heard him speak on an Instagram live just about like his own experience with how he related to his work and what he had been previously doing uh, before he pivoted into life coaching. And I really just connected with his story. And he and I ended up jumping on a call during which he talked to me about mm, my vision. And I was always very resistant to having a vision for myself. I think it was always really difficult for me to identify exactly where I wanted to go because I always feared like I'm not going to choose the right thing. And when I talked to him about creating a vision and my resistances to it, automatically I knew that that was something I needed help on. And so I realized I have been trying to, for the last couple of years to again, like kind of do it myself and I've kind of been spinning my wheels. So, you know, why not take the leap to really specifically get help in this one area. And it just completely, I mean, everything really changed for me from there. I think it was just like the knowledge that I really had been trying to figure it out myself for so long. And I could see the results that figuring out myself had kind of resulted in or that I knew how I knew what that resulted in because I'd been experiencing it. And so that was really what brought me to start coaching. And then again, I just really connected with his story. So the work that we do together is kind of call it action coaching. It really creates a level of accountability to help me do some of the parts of my business that I feel a lot of resistance to. Like for instance, when I first started, I didn't even want, I wasn't even using a calendar, Ksenia. So it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And it really helped me have someone else to hold me accountable to do the things that I felt resistance towards and I knew I should do, but I was having trouble doing it on my own. And with having someone else present to like check in with and to, again, just like create accountability around some of these areas, it helped me move from one point to the next much quicker than what I would have been able to do um, on my own. And one of the biggest things was, again, just having helping helped me get clear on what my next steps were has been really big, really, really big. Coaching and mentorship is so awesome. And even just the part where someone listens to you and you're fully heard unravels so much of the things that we're carrying in our brain and in our heart. And then in the presence of a committed listener, we get present to what's important. And then someone else reflects it to us and helps us up-level that. And that is just priceless. I agree with you. Working with a coach is so game-changing. It is. And, and you've spoken to this really beautifully too, which is just having someone hold a greater vision for you as well. Oh, yes. Alexis, you are so fun to chat with. And I really appreciate you just speaking honestly to some of the things that were coming up and taking the leap and the resistances and whoa. And I'm stoked for you launching your offerings. And before we wrap, first, tell us what the best way to connect with you is. Uh, check out your programs. And second, if there's anything that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share. Yes. 
via my Instagram, shoot me a DM. I'd love to connect or via my website. I have free resources on there for people to start to interact with and out there. If you're listening, I'd love to connect via email as well. So downloading my free resources is a great way to start being able to develop that relationship. And yeah, so I'll go into just what I would share before we close out for anyone out there who's listening, who's more towards the beginning of their journey. I would just share that I started off on my journey, like very self-doubting. And I feel that there's always a lot of material circulating about just step into your power and follow your passion. And I understand that that really isn't that easy. And it, and it really isn't that simple. If you are feeling very self-doubting, or especially if you've experienced trauma, and you've like lost connection to the idea that you even have a power to step into. And I would just share that how I started was by starting to consider that the idea that I didn't have power or didn't have a passion might not actually be true. And I started by just following what made me feel curious, what made me feel alive, even if that did come along with some fear of exactly how I would, you know, make it work if I did follow my curiosity and, and gave up some and or let go of some of the structure I had in my life. But it really was following just my curiosity that ultimately, in a very zigzag way, in a very spiralic way, led me to finding what I was passionate about and the self-doubt really falls away along that path. So don't worry if you have a lot of self-doubt. Don't worry about how you're going to really get rid of it. I would just start with inviting you to consider that it's possible for you to not hold all of that in your body. And that is an amazing place to start. And as long as you need to stay at that place of just even considering that you don't need to hold on to that. As long as you need to stay there, it's fine. It's already a step to just even start making the consideration. So I just wanted to offer that to anyone out there who is listening. And it sounds great to them to like follow their passion and have like miracles open up and stuff. But they're just like, but I'm so far from even being able to like believe in myself because it's a very real place to start. And I think a lot of people who even you would see now and think, oh my God, they're so confident. They're so amazing. They've always been that way. It's not necessarily the case. And it's not that way for a, a lot of folks. So I'm so grateful you brought that up. Such, such a potent piece. And yes, overcoming self-doubt with curiosity and remembering that even if you're in a place where it all seems so far away and so unattainable, all you can do is choose moment by moment, one step at a time, what feels alive and resonant. And thank you, Alexis, for being the embodiment of that. Thank you for this conversation. And thank you for reaching out via Instagram DM. You know, <laughs> that's the world we live in. And it's not as strange as it might have seemed. I don't know. To me, internet friends never seemed weird. Um, to some people, they still do. But I think it's all shifting. And I'm just grateful we got to connect in this moment. Yes, me too. And I also think it's completely okay if like your internet friends are people who just kind of send you like 
good energy via like responding to your story or you like exchange an email that is like having happy faces in it. It just makes your experience on the internet, which we are all on a little bit like more uplifting. And it's, I think really important to be able to have those like little energetic exchanges that just like kind of uplift you the same as if you're passing someone on the street and they like smile at you or you have a positive exchange with someone like the checkout person at the grocery store. And it's like you walk away from these like little day-to-day experiences feeling a little bit more uplifted. And since our life literally consists of like these little moments, I think just however we can inject a little bit more like joy into them is always important. And that's not to be overlooked. So, uh, you know, being internet friends is not something to be like, oh, well, you guys aren't really friends. You know what? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're uplifting each other. So, okay. Yes. I have a fun game. Okay. To leave everyone with Alexis, what is your favorite fruit? Jeez, I love fruit so much. Let me go with watermelon. Interesting. Okay. So, why don't we do this? You know, there's a lot of people who listen to these podcasts and, you know, will send a telepathic message of resonance. There's some people who will actually send a DM. So let's shift all of it and just invite everyone who has listened to this and gotten at least one little nugget of wisdom or entertainment or joy from this. Just send me or Alexis or both of us a watermelon. That's it. You don't have to come up with any words. There's nothing to say. There's no right or wrong. There's just a watermelon. So send us that watermelon. We'll be on the lookout and let's spread the joy and the love. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also close by saying that literally every single class that I do, and I got this from Anna Brown, who's been on your podcast as well. Every class that I do, I put on Instagram, I really set the intention or just put out the hope that everyone who would be able to experience the class would be able to welcome in a higher timeline or the highest possible timeline for themselves and everyone connected to them. So I inject those classes with that energy and yeah, it, it feels, it feels really good. So if you ever do interact with any of that physical work, then that's my hope for you. I just wanted to close out by saying that that is my hope for you. I love that you said that all of the behind the scenes miracles and love and the frequencies that go into it. That's what makes all the difference ultimately. So thank you for shining the light on that. Alexis and so generously sharing and I'll be exchanging some watermelons with you on the internet very soon. Very excited for it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me kissing you. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. Pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokeAndWired.com and say hello on Instagram. Find me at WokeAndWired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.